This is a post-Christian podcast. Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Meet Your Congregation. As always, this is Jay and Caleb here, all the way from frosty Minnesota. From sunny Minneapolis. Uh, yeah, that's two, two months out of the year. Today, we have a congregation member, Brennan, who is... Where are you from, Brennan? Welcome, and where are you from? <laughs> <laughs> I actually live in Minneapolis. What? What? <laughs> yeah, I actually live about two blocks away from uh, Bryant Lake Bowl. Wow. Have you been to the service? I haven't, no. Because um, you're a I've pastor always, too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a pastor. I pastor in Shoreview, huh. only about 20 minutes north. Oh, small world. Small world. <laughs> did you pastor today? I did, yeah. Mm. Preach or speak or talk or whatever people do yeah. in churches. Yeah, like you would know. Yeah. <laughs> well, cool. I guess that gives us our, our first question. So you pastor a church. Can you want to tell us a little bit about it? Yeah, sure. So um, I basically uh, – I, 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 I pastor at a church that I, I actually grew up in. Wow. I started as kind of a, a volunteer uh, youth leader. Our, our youth pastor kind of left, and there was no one to kind of take the place. So I started at 18, and it just kind of kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they came to a place where they're like, well, you seem to you seem to enjoy it. Could we pay you a little bit? And I was like, yeah, that actually sounds great. <laughs> I would love to do the same thing but make money out of it. So I've been cool. doing this. For, for like seven years now, and it's kind of grown from doing youth to doing youth and young adults and preaching here and there and uh, worship when I'm needed. And yeah, it's kind of uh, whatever is needed in the moment, I I do. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, what, kind, what denom- is it yeah. a denomination? Uh, we're non-denominational. Okay. Cool. That's that's really interesting, man. It's full circle because you were raised in the church, huh? And then you, it, it it fell into your lap, kind of thing. That's really interesting. Yeah, it uh, it was definitely something I did not want <laughs> for the majority <laughs> of my life. Smart, um, smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it definitely was kind of the definitely growing up. It was a very like blase thing for me, like church, because it was just like routine. And then around 16 or 17, it just kind of clicked. And then at 18, our youth pastor was just this really, uh, I, I like to call him kind of a cult leader. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and we just, I, he, he asked me to be his youth leader and we just kept butting heads. And, um, mm. and I kept thinking to myself like, oh man, like even, even I could lead the youth group better than he could. And then eventually he was like, oh, you know what? I think I want to try and <laughs> lead the youth group. <laughs> Cool. In over what things were you butting heads? Um. So he he uh, would tell us like on a regular basis, like I have a special relationship with God, and so oh, anything boy. anything I tell you is straight from God and can't be questioned and can't be. Well, yeah, that's a huge red flag. That's dangerous. Yeah, and he uh, he stopped like we used to do like you know talk about our weeks, highs and lows, like play a game, and he would just like want to preach the entire like two hours that we were at church. So it'd just be like, let's sit down, stop talking, just listen to me talk. 
I mean, he was a messenger from God. So. Yeah, so <laughs> if anyone could assert that. Yeah, I remember one time we were on a like on a missions trip kind of a thing, and one of the girls wanted to buy like a People's magazine at a like a gas station, and he like made her cry. And she was probably like thirteen or fourteen, yeah. And he like made her cry because he's like, "Well, that's gossip, and gossip is a sin, and so if you read that, you're a sinner, and you're going to hell." And I mean, it was just like really intense, intense. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was. So it was a lot of us butting heads being like, hey, I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you stepped in as the reformer. Yeah. I think she's okay. <laughs> right. And you're you're a fellow, a fellow podcaster, yeah? Yeah. I, I've been doing a podcast now for probably almost like exactly a year now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And it's called The Dissonance Podcast? It is. Yeah. What's that all about? What do you, what do you guys, what do you talk about? Do you, do you have guests and stuff or... Yeah, uh, I've I've started to. So when it started out, I was mostly just trying to talk about like theology and philosophy and and kind of stuff. And I found it way more interesting to talk to other people about a multitude of different topics. So basically, now every season we we have a topic and we uh, we go through it. And I ask different people to come on. So like season one, I did toxic masculinity. Right. Uh, I talked to I talked to a bunch of different women. Um, about their experiences from like the workplace to a, di- a different pastor friend of mine about like going to seminary and being in church. Um, a psychologist friend of mine about kind of like why does it exist? And I'm currently working on uh, season two and it'll be kind of split into two parts. And part one is going to be on white supremacy and part two is going to be on uh, just post-Christians, just what led to people kind of leaving the church Um you know, what was their life like when they were in the church? What le- what led them to leave? And how is their life kind of different now that they've left? Wow, that mm-hmm. sounds really cool. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's been great. So you're, you, you, is a stand-up philosopher? Was that, yeah, is that how you phrase it? <laughs> Set yeah, on your that, Instagram? <laughs> yeah, uh, just a kind of a little joke. I came around, a friend of mine called me that because I, I usually just kind of, in in everyday conversation, kind of just... BS philosophy and theology to, <laughs> to talks with people. I like to pretend that I sound smarter than I am. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I like to drop a few names every now and then just to sound smarter. <laughs> Unfortunately, sometimes I get them wrong. Um, <laughs> what it, would you have a background in philosophy? Not too much. Just kind of always been interested. In high school, I you know I was super into uh, Nietzsche, Freud, Kierkegaard, the classics. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Freud's great. I really like Freud. He's easy to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I, I do wish there was like an open mic for philosophers or pastors or theologians or whatever. Just because like I, I want to work on my uh, speaking on, you know, my my pastoral kind of service uh, delivery. And I was thinking, you know, it'd be kind of nice if it was like an open mic or something. You could just go there and, and work out a, a, a talk, a sermon that you want to give. So. Sure. Maybe we could start that here in the in the Twin Cities, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's actually kind of how the Dissonance podcast started. It started first as an event that I hosted um, at uh, Honey Bar um, in kind of Northeast Minneapolis. Oh, cool. Um, it was an event. We had like a we had a, a theme, and I invited a bunch of different kind of from friends and family to like just people I knew who who had insight uh we talked about the apocalypse and all the different ways it means to people and it was kind of like an open mic for 
philosophy and theology. It was really, yeah, it was really, really cool. And that was kind of the, yeah, the start of the distance podcast. Cause we had all these different people with all these different, um, perspectives. predicted each other, but in it, there was like this really nice kind of beautiful sentiment that came out of it. And I just thought to myself, I mean, I want, I want to do something like that, but just more mm. often and with less work. And that's cool. why the podcast came about. Very cool. What is your uh, theology or, or philosophy? Do, do you, I know that's a very broad question to ask, but I'm, I'm curious uh, what the, the trajectory of, of your church is like and, and what you're, what you're all about, I guess, in, in that realm. Sure. Um, you know, I, I've never been too, um, never been too into labels. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I am a big believer in if it, if it's good, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. So <laughs> if what I'm reading or hearing sounds good and, and makes sense and is applicable, then I'll, I'll, I'll take it for myself. So, I mean, my church is pretty, um, is a pretty interesting, we, we, the church itself veers more towards kind of a conservative evangelical, um, area. Um, but in that, in and of itself, we definitely have people who come from the entire spectrum of theology to political, you know, stances. But for myself, yeah, I mean, I, again, like in high school was really into these atheistic philosophers and writers and really, really dug what they were saying. And then as I, you know, kind of got older, kind of working that into Christianity and how it fit and hmm. moving into, yeah, I mean, I'll take a little bit of, of anyone that says anything good. So, okay. Has your personal theology changed since you started at 18 doing the work that you do? Uh, I would say so probably. Okay. I think I've, <laughs> I think I've gotten a lot more humble. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I started at 18, I was definitely under the mindset of like, I see through all this crap that Christianity has to offer. And I see through it almost the, and almost a similar, like what I see and what I believe is really the, is better than these people around me. And I think the older I've gotten, the more I've seen, like, I think there's a, the, 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 the beauty of my church is that there are people who think very differently than I do. And we kind of balance each other out. So I'm, you know, I'm all the way over here in left field with my leftist ideas and I preach on Sundays and I say things and they get upset or something. We have conversations and then they say something more conservative and it challenges me and I see that there is value and there is worth. And there's like this nice kind of balancing act that we do as a, cool. as a church in a congregation of I'm continually challenging them and they're continually challenging me that I don't think I would have in many other places if they weren't people that I, I had grown up with and loved so much. Yeah. That's important though. Yeah. We, that's something I think that we've been focusing on more recently is, um, having those conversations with people that we might not fully agree with I- ideologically. So that sounds like good work that you're doing there, man. That's, that's great. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's really, really important. There's, you know, there's the thing inside of me that really wants to like, when I, you know, know someone like voted for Trump or something like that, just be like, Oh, okay. Well, we're not going to talk because we're not going to agree and you're just wrong. Right. But there are these people in my church. And I'm like, no, you're a, like, you're a really good person. Yeah. And you challenge me to be a better person in many different areas of my life. So if I can hopefully do the same to you in other areas, we can make something kind of beautiful 
out of mm-hmm. our out of our conversations. Yeah, that can be a tricky subject matter to to tread through. <laughs> Yeah, I have a lot of similar interactions with my my family or with with the the older generations of my family, and and, and yeah, it's like it's like you say it's it's where it's like you know I I, I love you a hundred percent through and through, but like this is something that we fully do not see uh, in the same way, you know, and and so I think that's important to not just disregard someone because of something like that, you know. So that's important stuff. Sometimes, you know, from my conversations with certain people, I mean, you know, they're like, well, this is why I voted this way. You know, and I go like, oh, all right, well, then now I know your train of thought that makes sense for the train of thought that you were on. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're sure. focused on this one political thing mm-hmm. in your area of your life and how it would be affected. And so this is how you thought this way. You know, you're not crazy or you're not, you know what I mean? Because it's just so easy to be like, you know, you must be crazy, you know, or you yeah. must be this, or you must be that. You just know, I do off. the same thing that they would do to Put us. Put them in a box, you know? really, yeah. Just and stereotype them and presume yeah. things. Putting people in the box doesn't seem to work very well. Yeah. Yeah. But circles work perfectly. <laughs> but Brennan, your name's Brennan, which is funny because Caleb was saying never heard that name, and I was like, really? And I was thinking about Brennan Manning, so I think you might be the only person besides Brennan Manning that I know is named Brennan. Yeah, it's not a very popular name. And <laughs> my name itself is actually spelled wrong as well. Most Brennans have an A at the end, and I'm I'm E. Oh. Yeah, it's a very uh, uncommon name. I think I've only met maybe two people named Brennan. Is it like Celtic or something, maybe? Yeah, it's uh, it's Gaelic. Gaelic. Irish. Yeah, it means like dark shadow or, <laughs> or something like that yeah that's cool very flattering i want to be called dark shadow <laughs> brennan the dark shadow johnson yeah it sounds a lot cooler being translated than <laughs> <laughs> so um what how'd you find out about revolution and what kind of drove you to 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 listen and, and be a part of what we're doing i mean especially it's not usual that you hear other I mean, we have had pastors on before, but it's not often that we have that many pastors who are like, oh, yeah, I listen to your church. Mm-hmm. And just like, I don't know how much you listen. I know you interact with us online. I don't know if you're a regular listener or not. Yeah, I've been listening um, for a few months now. Hmm. Uh, I think the first thing I heard was the uh, the Grace as Anarchy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I linked in. Um, yeah, I actually found out about you guys through multiple like channels from Peter Rollins. Oh, okay. I'm a huge Peter Rollins fan. Um, Won't hold that against you. <laughs> Just kidding. He's my best friend. So. <laughs> yeah, and he was. Yeah, he posted something, and then so I think I found uh, Jay, and from there I found the church, and was like, "Oh, it's <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> it's it's two, block, it's two blocks from my house." And started listening, and yeah, but That's so wild. That's crazy. Yeah, but it yeah, and it's been it's been great. Yeah, especially they. Just that, that Grace as Anarchy thing, too, really blew my mind. Just listening to it, it was great. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm hoping to, like, maybe this year do another another one of those, which is a little bit more in-depth, because I've done a little more research on Anarchy since then. But, yeah, it's a pretty cool concept. I mean, it's not without its contradictions, but it definitely has some really cool concepts in it, you know, Anarchy and Grace. And I think the two do go hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, similar to how we were saying, it, it definitely graces this idea of it doesn't matter where you fall ideologically or what you believe or, you know, there is this grace for you. Yeah. That it, 
it doesn't fall on a party line or a, a belief or an ideology, but it's, it's for everyone. Yeah. That is a very, you know, kind of anarchy mindset to it. Yeah. What did you preach about today, Bren? Uh, yeah, we're doing a, uh, we're doing a series of women of the Bible. And so we're just going through almost every single woman that is in the Bible. And so I did, uh, the woman who, with the bleeding problem, who touches Jesus. Yeah. And so brought it into like Leviticus and numbers and on the idea of being unclean and what a big deal it was for her to basically touch Jesus and in that culture make him unclean in the eyes of everyone and everyone yeah. basically had the right to stone her to death for, for being in this crowd and being in public. And instead Jesus says, I love you and I forgive you and you're clean and it's, you, you can't make me dirty. And yeah. And just kind of throwing this whole idea of, of cleanliness and uncleanliness out the window. And hmm. yeah, the idea of he'll, he'll be with anyone. There's no person who you can't be with or associate with. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I thanks. think people don't realize like that's probably one of the reasons Jesus was killed is because he was constantly with people who were considered unclean or ceremonially yeah. unclean and dining with them and letting them touch him and be around him, you know, and, uh, you know, we say today like, Oh, Jesus was sinless. But I'm like, if you went back then and said that they'd be like, no, look, he's friends with unclean people. He mm-hmm. even dines with them. He allows them to touch them. He touches them. You know what I mean? Yeah. People would have a different I remember Jay, one time he said, uh, Jesus was a criminal and he died a criminal's death. And I thought that was a good way to, to word that. Yeah. I told my mom that and she didn't like it so much. <laughs> I also bought her fall to grace and I don't think she liked that very much. <laughs> oh, wow. Awesome. <laughs> Just to derail us in a negative direction. Good job. Caleb. No, it's understandable. <laughs> I probably had to go back in time and read it myself. I wouldn't have liked it. Um, I'm probably a little more liberal than I was then now. So that's weird. Um, anyway, well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool. I, we Hopefully we can meet someday. Yeah, maybe we could do something with your church. Maybe or we you could, could do something with our church. Yeah, I mean, we live... Divine forces. I, ju- I mean, I live just a couple blocks from there, too, so I'm probably not far from you, actually. Yeah, this yeah. could have been an, a live, in-person interview. <laughs> we, you can tell we do our research really well. Yeah, right. <laughs> on the people we're interviewing. Um, so, I mean, so you're, are you, you know, you're lifelong Minnesotan then? Yeah, yeah, born and raised um, Minnesota. Been specifically in Minneapolis for the last uh, like three and a half years now. Okay, cool. so we're we're obligated to bring up the weather at least once during this <laughs> conversation. Yeah, uh, <laughs> warm out there. It's balmy. I know, right? Yeah. Once it gets over thirty, I pull out my shorts. Whenever you'd have somebody wearing shorts at school uh, or at church, at yeah, church day. <laughs> we did have a. And was it thirty degrees outside? Um. And I wear a T-shirt. Well, man, I, I, what? Before I ask you the the, the wrap-up question, um, so you know, Peter Rollins. How long have you been involved with Peter Rollins' work? And you know, what draws draws you to that? Might as well give him some props. Oh man, um, I've been I've probably been reading him off and on since high school, but I'd say it's within the last maybe three or four years. Um that it's just, it really hooked. It was like a light bulb going off. Um, 
it really started with the uh, idolatry of God. Mm. Reading that and just blowing my mind. Um, yeah, and then with uh, like his 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 own podcast yeah. uh, is is maybe the only podcast I never miss an episode of when it comes out. Um, yeah, just his the his his way of seeing. I think of seeing God and seeing the way. Uh, I think really accurately, a lot of Christians make a different God and worship that God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea that we 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 turn God into an idol itself, in that it, that we we put our own idea on it, and that's the God we want of pleasure or of money or success or, you know, there's this, there's this idea we have and that's the God we worship. Um, yeah. Your object cause of desire. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's pretty good. I think he'll have a career one day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to try to help him out a little bit. Yeah. You should throw him, throw him a bone sometime. I'm going to speak with him in, in Belfast. Maybe he'll give him some advice, help him get off the ground. (laughs) Well, our last question is, and, and you know, you're a pastor, so maybe you'll have some advice. Some insight, us. yeah. But we're always asking folks with the with with this with the meet the congregation, and you know, everybody's kind of hearing you for the first time, meeting you for the time. But you know, like, is there things that you know we ask? Is there things that you think that we could do to improve on the our church or what we're doing um, to basically make it better, make it you know, in any area. You're a new listener, of course, so uh, so no no worries if you if if if, if you don't have any um, any pent up advice. <laughs> yeah, uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Um, from from what I've listened to uh, in the last few months, yeah, it's been great. Um, really appreciate the stuff you're saying, and um, yeah, it's. It's awesome. I can't think of anything. <laughs> oh, well, that's what right. I like to hear. <laughs> You've answered correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. I'll get a sound effect. Well, Brent, man, I, I think it sounds like you're doing incredible work, man. And um, I'm going to hook up with you on Instagram, and hopefully we can grab coffee or something soon and, and chat. Yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Well, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. man. Keep up the good work. It sounds like it's really cool and, and challenging and I I like both those things big props <laughs> big ups yeah yeah thank you so much you're welcome have a great day you too All right, bye-bye thanks bud bye our ministry is supported 100% by listeners like you to make your 100% tax deductible donation today please visit revolutionchurch.com slash donate you can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website I wasn't really aware of how many resources were out there until I started listening to you guys. And then Caleb in his like podcast, like just amazingness, like there's so many. Um, once I started following you, Caleb, like I started finding all these other ones. Oh, um, that's sweet. So nice. Yeah. That's been that's super like amazing, like super helpful because again, I didn't know all this stuff was out there. Hi. I'm Caleb with Post-Christian Podcasting. 
If you enjoyed this episode, you might also like The Sacred Collective, Bipolar Agnostics. You might also like Loose in the Bible Belt with Kristen Becker and myself, Jay Baker. Everyone's Autonomous with Marie de la Font. You might also like another post-Christian podcast where two atheists go to church and give them honest, objective reviews. Out of the Attic. That was a post-Christian podcast. Mm-hmm.